Glad you could join us today. My name is Daniel Cavanaugh, and I'm here with my dad, Charles. This is Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond. We're in pursuit of growing in our understanding of the gospel and discovering what it means to transfer to the next generation. And it has come that time where we transition into a new series here uh, on Crosstalk. And uh, we talked about the concept of all things new, which, oddly enough, I feel this next series flows pretty well. From that, um, we want to talk about the. Ex- well, thank the Lord for that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't, I'm not sure we even planned it that way. But, um, but this next series is really the focusing upon the expressions of God's grace, and we are going to seek to define it just a little bit so people understand the foundation from where we're working. But God's grace has expressions um, that we may or may not see each and every day that we live. So I think it's important for us to see what the expressions of those are in our lives. Um, how he shows his grace to us, uh, how he expresses that to us. Right. Um, and we want to look at these expressions over the next few weeks. So we're going to kind of just divide them up into several different things. Uh, and we, in some ways, we really want to preach the gospel at ourselves right. again. Well, you know, and find some sense of joy right. in the gospel as it relates to our Christian living. Absolutely. So, defining grace, what is grace? Because... The world sings Amazing Grace, and they're not thinking what we're thinking. So what is right. that? Right. It's, it's more than a folk <clears throat> song or a popular song. Um, and over the years, the most popular, small, short definition of grace is God's unmerited favor or God's undeserved favor. I've heard that definition sort of downplayed as not right. enough. Uh, the problem with defining a term is then we have to define the terms used to define the terms. And I think one of the things that has hurt Christians is they don't understand that favor. And that favor is what led to our salvation. That favor is what leads to our sanctification. When there was nothing that would cause us to give that favor. And and I I think I have to to say this as, as one who struggled with assurance of my salvation is it really came down to the matter of is that the favor that is bestowed upon me has nothing to do with who I am or what I've done. Right. It is undeserved. And favor is more than just a God looking down and smiling and feeling right. good about us. God is active. His Raise grace the is, sunshine. Yes. His, <laughs> his, his grace is active and he has actively given grace to us, brought us to faith in Christ. And it now doesn't stop. Is, and yeah. now is active in our lives, by His grace, with His grace, as we live our Christian lives. Well, I think it's really important that once you put your faith in Christ, don't ever doubt His sustaining grace. Right. His His ability to keep you, because He is the one who is saving, He therefore is the one who is keeping. Yes, and He's the one who's teaching and right. bringing along. It's It's an active thing, so we just don't need to think of grace as something we look back on it is an active attribute and activity of God. So this is not a small favor, and so we want to see the expressions of this favor um, towards us as His children. Right, really over the next few weeks. Yes. Okay, so the day we want to look at comfort, um, which is an expression of God's grace to us. And, and as we look at comfort, let's just dive right into here and, and talk about the message of comfort. What is comfort communicating to us? Well, the the message is seen in a passage that I want us to think through, and I hope maybe this will help listeners to have something to meditate on. Even maybe as they go to sleep, they can think up on these things at night or in the morning when they wake up. But Paul said, Blessed 
be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulations, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble or tribulation with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Now, we're going to break that apart a little bit, but right now, just look at that whole passage. There's a message of comfort. There's a message of grace there for us. The word comfort, uh, before we go too much further, is a word that many of our listeners would understand because it's a word used for the Holy Spirit, paraclete, Mm -hmm. paraclesis. Uh, and and it, it's that idea of coming alongside to help. The the Holy Spirit's called our comforter. Jesus is called our advocate. Same word, same different form. So, or, but a similar form. So, so <clears throat> this idea of comfort, this message of comfort, is exactly what Paul is communicating to the Corinthians and even to himself. And that message is uh, is twofold. First, there is comfort for sin. He Which called, I, I think is important, and, and because that's what he dealt with. But because once you see your sin for what it really is, it can bring, if you're not focusing upon the gospel and what Christ has done for you, it can bring great guilt. So once there's a recognition of sin, it can bring great guilt, it can bring great sorrow, and uh, even um, mourning. Um, I think there's proper mourning, but at some point... You have to step out of out of your miry sorrow, right, and and be comforted because sin has been dealt with. Exactly. Now, Paul calls God here the Father of mercies. That word mercy has special application to to those who deserve something other than grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's often been said that grace is God giving to us what we don't deserve, and mercy is is not giving to us what we deserve. And so God has mercy, has pity on sinners. He's had pity on us and our sin. That has to do with our salvation. It also has to do with our present sanctification, our growth. We're still sinful. Right. We're saved sinners, but we're sinners. If any man says he doesn't have sin, he deceives himself. And the truth is God's word is not in him. So there's comfort here for sin. In our sin, there's comfort. God is the father of mercies. And then there's, there's comfort for sorrow. And he comforts us, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, comforts us in our tribulation. Or tribulation, same word used in, in uh, the book of Revelation for, for tribulation, a time of tribulation, has to do with pressure, affliction. It's, uh, and he goes on and says, uh, and so that we can comfort any in their trouble, same word in the original. And so he's talking about a sorrow here. There's not just the fact that we're forgiven of sin. There's been something done about our sin, and God is being merciful toward us in our sin. But God is reaching out to us in our sorrow to comfort us in our afflictions, our troubles. Life, you know, uh, what does Job say? Man who is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. He was, of course, going through a lot of stuff right then, so he wasn't quite in an optimistic right. position. But nevertheless, life is full of troubles. Some people have more troubles than others, but we all have troubles. From anything as simple as a flat tire to the death of a loved one uh, or, or a terminal illness. These kinds of things are sorrows that God comforts us. Well, and, and, and I know we've got to kind of move along here, but you know, honestly, I was telling you when we were preparing for this episode that I felt like this past week I've, I've not experienced the concept of loss so much as I have this past week. We had a dear friend of ours who lost their father. Um, He used to be my co-worker boss. Then we lost a a dear uh, man of faith who was our former pastor. 
instrumental bring Micah to Christ. And then I found out last night that a friend of mine lost his child through miscarriage. Uh, comfort, where does that come from for those things? You right, know? and we're going to get there in a moment, but the, but there is here, at, at, at the very beginning, in our first point, a message of comfort. God is the God of all comfort. God is the Father of mercies. God comforts. And so that, that can help us move. We'll get, we'll get to that a little more in the next point. Okay, so we're going to move along because I think that's important when we consider the issue of sorrow because um, we all experience that when, one time or another or we'll experience it. Okay, so the message of comfort, the means of comfort. Okay, how do we get comfort? <laughs> well, verse 3, if we want to break this down a little bit more. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Well, the base, he's the basis of all comfort. God is. There is no comfort. People find comfort in other things. Unbelievers find comfort. But in reality, when, in the final analysis, there's no genuine comfort apart from God. I think what happens is, is people cope. That's exactly right. When, when, when they're not resting in who God is, his personhood, who he said he would be, then they have to find other things to cope. I often see believers doing this. You know, I, what I want to say to them is is that you believe Christ in the gospel and that he saved you and redeemed you. Why do you have so much trouble believing God to be who he says he will be right now? You know, it's interesting. There's a, a fairly recent Christian talk, song that talks about uh, coping. And, and it's and probably a favorite even among those of us who would call ourselves good, strong, uh, conservative Christians. But it, it talks about being able to cope or God helping us cope. I never have really cared for that term. Because we don't just cope. No. And, and so what we realize is that God is the basis of comfort. There is, we, we go to God for our comfort. And then we see that God is the bestower of comfort. So God is the God of all comfort, but he bestows comfort. Who comforts us? Now, you asked a question earlier, and... Uh, well, how does he comfort us? Mm-hmm. You know, if he comforts us, then where do we get our Why comfort? Why do I not feel better? <laughs> you know, if, that's a good question. And, and we were talking about this some in relation to this death of our former pastor and, and other things we go through. There are, and I, I have met with a, a form, other former pastors going through some struggles right now, physical struggles. And I said, but I'm praying for these people, this family. I'm praying for this man. Uh, and I'm praying, and I'm thinking as I pray, God, probably not going to undo this right away. He usually, may never do. usually, he may, yeah, it may go on for a lifetime. And so, comfort doesn't necessarily mean we don't hurt. I, I think that's a key distinction there, because we live in a fallen, broken world, which, when you don't have that worldview, <clears throat> you're going to have a very hard time being able to understand this. But if you believe and know and understand that we live in a fallen and sinful world and we will receive the repercussions of that. Yes. But the comfort, I think, going back to this idea of means, is the fact that God is in control. Now, that brings up the question, where do we know that? How do we know that? It's a good question. And uh, if God is our comfort, where does God speak? Well, we always say it. It's, it's yeah. the Word of God. That's right. And and I've heard you say, and I've said, but people are struggling with something, so are you in the Word? Most time they say no. Most time, well... They're coping. I mean, we, we had someone say, so I'm, I'm not sure I'm ready for that right now. You're not ready for that? This well, is then we got a problem. Yeah. Got a big problem. <laughs> so, God speaks in His Word. 
We trust the God of all comfort because he says certain things that are true in spite of how we feel. Do we feel that way? Yes. But is what he says true? Yes. He's the God of all comfort. He comforts us from his word. He says what is true to us from his word. So he's the bestower of comfort. We have to go to where he speaks. Okay, so the message of comfort is clear. But the, and the means is comfort of comfort is God, which means if you want to know God and know how he operates and what, he, what he's going to do, doesn't mean you're going to understand why he did it, but you're going to understand who he is and, and maybe why he does things and doesn't always explain them. Maybe that's a better way. Yeah. But you're going to understand that and right. you're going to see that. So see that he's the means, but then the ministry of comfort. I feel like that phrase gets used a lot or ministry of counseling or the ministry, you know, we're dealing with people having a hard time. Okay, what is this ministry of comfort? Well, Paul says in verse 4, Who comforts us in all our tribulation or affliction, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble or affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So there's, it's not just that we're to be comforted. Oh, now we feel better. Yeah, you, I remember hearing Ron Dunn talk about he went through a period of depression. I thought, well, pastors and strong Christians, great right. Christians aren't supposed to go through depression. And he was struggling and for those years he was preaching and he felt like he could hardly stand in the pulpit he said he heard from people later who ministered to whom he ministered and didn't know as he was going through the struggle the point is god doesn't necessarily remove the emotional pain right. and even sometimes the physical pain but do he you, is comforting us and he is doing something do you think that's why we struggle with god's way of comforting do you think that's why we struggle because we want it gone Right, I think we do. Instead of embracing what has come our way and realizing this is part Instead of, of what Paul says when he says, well, I asked God three times and he removed this thorn, the stake that's impaling me, and, and uh, he said, my grace is sufficient for you. Now, that's comfort. Mm-hmm. But he didn't get rid of the thorn, but right. he had comfort. I, I think it really comes down to we, we don't understand our God, and so therefore we don't find comfort. Because we're trying to make God in our own human likeness. And, right. But anyway, just to, to finish up here, we see that there's a preparation for a ministry of comfort. He comforts us in order that. In other words, we get, we get comforted, not just so we'll be comfortable, but in order that we may do something with this comfort that we have, some, what we've learned in this it's realm of comfort. It's directly being used in other people's lives as well. So there's this in order that, and then there's the application of a ministry of comfort that we may comfort those with who are in any affliction or trouble with the same comfort with which we receive. Why are we in the Word? Why are we hearing God speak in His Word? Why are we seeing this application to our lives? Because someone's going to come along, and you say, and that doesn't mean as soon as they walk up and say, "Well, I'm going to tell you what God's doing," and we're going to straighten them out and tell right. them how they need to think. But we do know how to take the word and, and salve their hurt, to, to embrace them with the word of God. And, and that's why God comforts us, so that we may minister to others. Well, I, I think we have to listen. We have to have right. compassion. We have right. to listen. Um, I mean, how many times have you had a, a trouble and somebody just listened? Right. They didn't preach. Not that they didn't have something to say, and maybe later they did say it, but they just listened. That's a good point. And we learn to listen. Well, God listens to us. Yeah. I mean, he really does. He wants us to come before Him and bring our burdens, um, our struggles to Him. Um, And we don't often do it, but He listens. 
Why, why should we not emulate right. our Savior in that way? Why should we not respond to the people of God as God responds to us and love the people of God with the love of Christ mm. and with comfort them with the comfort with which we've been comforted? Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, it's definitely an expression of God's grace that I think we often don't um, go directly to. We seek to cope, if you will, if we've talked about. Yeah. Um, so let's let's embrace this expression. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's, there's profit in pain as much as we would like to get rid of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we do thank you for joining us today. We look forward to being with you next week. Crosstalk is a production of Vision for Living Ministries. This is a free resource, but if you would like to support us, you can do so by visiting visionforliving.org forward slash support. For more information on Vision for Living Ministries, visit our website where you will find other resources, including our blog. You can also find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash V4L. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at info at visionforliving.org or send us a message on Facebook. Join us next week on Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond.